welcome to the Vocal Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Martin Thomas. Join me and my guest speakers as they discuss the journey they've had with their own voice, as well as light bulb moments, stories, and personal wisdoms. Vocal Freedom is a bi-weekly podcast raising awareness about vocal health and well-being from members of the voice community. Okay, so today I am joined by the lovely Jen Irving, who is an 18-year-old musician and songwriter from Colchester. Um, we've been working together for a while now, and I'm really interested in in bringing you on the podcast this week to understand what it's like now to be a sort of young person who's a songwriter and on how you're influenced and, and what you want to write about and what you want to tell the world. So welcome to the show, Jen. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, um, that was a very nice intro. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my music, I kind of describe it as like soft indie rock that's blues inspired and pop inspired. Um, but I kind of hate genres a lot because <laughs> it's very like boxing. Um, so that like when, when it comes into like being a songwriter and then being a producer and a performer it's like how do I get this across so um like vocal styling has helped me a lot be like this is the genre that I do this is my music and it's helped me get like a consistent tone throughout my music I find. Oh that's really wonderful so how would you describe your journey so far using your voice when you were little up to now how would you describe that? Um it was very long. Uh, <laughs> I never really liked my voice. I always found it a bit bland and boring. And also I think as someone who was on the music scene from being like 13, 14 years old, constantly around me were these really pretty, delicate, soft, beautiful female vocals. I was like, mm, I don't sound like that. I have like quite a raspy raw vocal that can't really be described as pretty um so it was I hated that for a long time but then I was like well I look at my inspirations and the fact that I grew up listening to people like Bruce Springsteen uh, Bob Dylan like of course my vocal was never going to be this like perfectly polished thing but I've grown to like it more like I'm still not a hundred percent content with it but like I'm still young and mm. I think it's just one of those things that I'm hoping I'll grow out of. Yeah, I do think it's very normal when you're in your teen years as well to compare yourself to others as you find your own way. So um, what's wonderful, though, is that you've sort of let go of, you know what you're not and now you're discovering what you are and you're giving yourself yeah. permission to to play and and find what works best for you and your your um and what you want to tell the world, your message to the world. So it wouldn't make sense if that was yeah. wrapped up in this sort of pretty little sort of, you know, musical theatre voice. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't work, would it? So, you know, Jen plays guitar. Yeah, I'm a very, like, Sorry, I'm so a that... very angsty, angry person <laughs> in my music. So that just kind of, I was like, it needs to sound like I'm constantly just sad when I'm singing Aww. I hope it does like, <laughs> that's going... what the voice is there for the purpose of the song yeah yeah absolutely yeah so definitely singing with expression and intention and that comes across and if the song's got more content about um the world not being 
such a nice place, then yeah, it wouldn't make sense to feel pretty about it. That's amazing. So yeah, going back to when when you started using your voice when you were younger, did you get the opportunity to sing at school and, and in choirs and stuff or did that just not appeal? Um, I was in the choir um, up until I was in about year four because mm-hmm. like this is going to sound really bad but like this kid who was like not nice to me was just like they only put you in the front row and let you sing because you're fat and smile I was like oh damn I am fat and smile so that kind of so I like quit choir and then like oh like I grew up with like my parents are both like tone deaf by genetics and like <laughs> just logic I shouldn't be able to sing at all so I kind of had that in my mind because I'd be listening to my mum and I'm like oh no that's that's me like yeah not good <laughs> you realize your mum will probably hear this at some stage <laughs> oh she knows she I knows okay worse about her singing to oh her bless you see, I mean, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bit of the camp that, um, you know, singing is another way of using the voice, and it's, um, it's something people can learn to do, isn't it? It's something that we've yeah. all got, you know. So I would encourage your mum more <laughs> and say, right, come on, let's sing together, and, you know. But yeah, I mean, there, there's muscles that if you don't flex them very often, they'll be a bit weaker, and that's the same for pitching and and tone and everything. Brilliant. So yeah, so a bit of choir singing, then he got put off by some mean kid, which was obviously not a good experience for you. That sounds quite traumatic. Um, so what happened at that point? Did you leave yeah. it alone? Or when did the songwriting start? Well, that's the thing is like, because music has just always been the thing I was going to do. Like, I can't remember. A, like, I remember moments in my life where I doubted it and wanted to quit and give up and I hated it. But like, I love it. And it's the only thing I've ever wanted and felt like I had to do so it was from a young age it was like finding any vehicle I could to make music so like I got my first guitar at six years old after like putting my windows and my face up against music shop like (laughs) like trying to just see in and look at the guitars and I finally got my first one at six and then I just wrote and sang and played until people started liking it yeah okay and what what was the do you remember the first uh song you learned to play on the guitar a six uh I couldn't play anything besides the riff to paint it black by the Rolling Stones and the guitar solo in Teenagers by My Chemical Romance until I was 11 I spent five years getting those two guitar things uh down and then I learned to play Holes by Passenger Uh performed it at my year six concert and that just kind of changed everything. I was like, oh, I can play a song in full and sing it in front of people. Cool, that's what I'm going to do, of course. And that's what you're still doing now. Um, so, I mean, one of the things that I yeah. think is brilliant um, is to see you um, on your Facebook musician page every week. Uh, now at home, obviously, we're all in um, this isolation with this worldwide pandemic going on. And um, it's really, really great to see, you know, creative young people still crafting themselves and working on it and entertaining as well it's brilliant have you had much um response from that from your fan base are people tuning in and giving you requests and things yeah people have been really great about it um yeah it was just kind of like a boredom thing and I was like cool I've lost like it was kind of like a really selfish thing in the beginning because within like 24 hours I lost like 500 quid worth of gigs over the summer I was like oh no 
uh, I was planning on moving out at some point in my life, <laughs> not living with my parents. <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay, I'll do this. And I was like, even if it doesn't make that much money, it just gives me like motivation to mm. practice and like get in front of whatever kind of audience or formula, even if it's only eight people. But yeah, it's just something to do. And I hope people enjoy it. And it's, you know what, it's really good practice for you, although you're performing to, you know, a device, essentially, um, you can, yeah. you can, you know, have you watched your performances back and sort of thought about um, things that you can do or do you, do you hate that? I hate it, but I like find myself unable to not do it. Mm. I'm in the state of like, oh, I know this will drive me insane. Let me watch it three times in a row and obsess over one kind of like weird breath in I took or one bum note I played on the guitar within an hour long live stream. So, but if that is all there is. Yeah, if that's all there is after an hour live stream, you're doing very, very well, young lady. It's brilliant. So, um, yeah, so after <laughs> after picking up the guitar at six and spending all that time uh, on those two songs and then you got to 11 and you did some, you know, a performance at school and it sort of changed your outlook. You were like, oh, yeah, this is a job I can do in the future. Um, what, what was the journey between then and now? Oh, God, it was not a fun journey because when I learned one song I was like cool I've learned a song um that doesn't mean anything when you're trying to be like a proper performer and like I only had one song for three years that I could play confidently so I'd be playing that one song at every school talent show until I was just like you know what I've written like a hundred songs they're just in a notebook they've got basic chords but I'm just gonna play it because I'm sick of playing this one cover <laughs> what was and it and people liked what was the it one was, cover? uh holes by Patrick oh that one yes 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 you did mention sorry yeah and it's a great song but um I cannot listen to it anymore it became like a recurring joke for many years amongst my friends to oh. be like oh Jen holes by passenger um <laughs> So after the trauma of that, I just decided to start writing my own stuff. That's amazing. I mean, I'm really, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big admirer of yours for that, actually, because I was writing songs when I was your age and, um, you know, eventually life took over. I think when I, once I did leave home at 18 and, you know, to start my sort of adult journey and training at that point, um, I left behind my piano. So I used to write songs with a piano rather than a guitar and um, I, cu I couldn't move my yeah, you know, I had an upright acoustic piano, not an, a digital one. And even though it's it's a big machine, I was moving yeah. from my family home in Wiltshire to my, um, you know, my rented flat in uh, North London. And there was no way I could bring a piano with me. So I just didn't like touch music in quite the same way because I was then busy with my studies. Do you know what I mean? And I've never really gone back to it. I've, I've dipped my toe into songwriting um, a few times, just assisting clients where you know they might be coming in and saying oh I'm working on this can you help and I've maybe guided with a few chord progressions and things like that but it's not um you know it's 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 actually an art form that I think you get better and better at the more you do it as well don't you it's kind of like if you flex that muscle you get really strong at it and I do need I'd love to go back to it at some point actually in my life but <laughs> who knows when I'll get the time um yeah so what interests me I think is when I think back to the songs I was writing when I was you know, I mean, I, I do remember writing my first one at 10. And then I, after that, it got a bit silly for a while. Um, I remember when I was about 12, we had this science lesson once. And we were supposed to remember all of these elements from the periodic table. 
So I decided, I started to write a rap <laughs> against a drum beat with my drum machine, with some keys and some synths and, you know, and a, it was a rap with some singing to help everybody in my class remember the, the elements of the periodic table. Um, so I was trying to be creative with music in those ways and still educational in a way. It was weird. Um, can't remember anything of it now, though. I wish I, I, I don't think I've ever yeah. rec recorded it. But my content inspiration was massively varied between the ages of say 10 and 18 and of course when you're a teenager you want to write about the things that happen so I had heartbreak songs and I had you know pouring out of emotion and anger and all of that sort of stuff is is that where you're coming from or have you got a different kind of message um I think it like I'm trying to not be so in every song talking about like being sad and drunk in every single song I'm trying to like veer away from that and try to like say stuff about the world because like I am really passionate about stuff in the world I'm just bad at putting it in songs I'm a lot better at being like oh my god everything's about me everything about me sucks the world hates me like I'm like I think to be a songwriter um in like the way I am it's very selfish songwriting so I'm trying to get away from that and be more of a Bob Dylan, Paul Simon type. But mm. I think I'm just stuck to be whiny and angsty for the rest of my life. Maybe. <laughs> oh, oh, don't write yourself off yet. Off left, lovely. It's like <laughs> you've got a lot of time to grow and and, ex and explore, haven't you? But I, I do find I think it's refreshing. And one of yeah. the reasons I did I, I I wanted to invite you on this show is because I don't meet many young. You know, I think we met when you were 17, but met, meet many young people whose influences are these amazing songwriters from the past. Joni Mitchell, Paul Simon, you know, Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen. You've got this fabulous back catalogue um, where some yeah. 18 year olds, I'll say something about Bob Dylan and they'll say, who? You know, so how, how did this happen? Yeah. Is this from your, your parents' uh, music growing up? Yeah. Definitely. Um, my mum is very cocky about the fact that I would not make the music I make or be a musician without the music she like played in the car growing up. Like I just most of my childhood memories are listening to like Simon and Garfunkel concert in Central Park, all my siblings, parents in the car on a journey. So it's like um, that soft rock kind of 70s anger but passion was mm. just kind of put in me but I was also listening to a lot of my brother's music which was like N-Dub <laughs> and like Skepta and so it was just like a very varied selection of music I was exposed to from a very young age my dad's really into jazz so I just yeah I, I once got told I have like this encyclopedic knowledge of 70s soft rock <laughs> by a teacher at my old college I think that's probably the easiest way to put it amazing so no, I think it's really it's really really um it's just really refreshing to to not be speaking to an 18 year old girl who either wants to be no no offense to the other people I work with because obviously I love working with them too but it is a nice you know breath of fresh air to uh, to meet a younger musician who's um, influenced by some of the people I've heard of <laughs> is how I would put it um, so I'm going to ask you another yes. question now and, and this is I suppose it's a bit more of a reflective question that would make sense for me to ask an older person but I think it's still relevant to ask you this is there anything that you know now that you wish you'd learned sooner oh honey and lemon tea 
I like yeah. drink that stuff like it's water and it's so good for me like because I drink a lot of coffee so stuff that like properly dries out my throat mm. and makes it hard to sing for like longer than 30 minutes so like I've like gone to festivals in the summer with just like a bottle like water bottle filled with like iced tea that's honey and lemon and I'm like this is what I've got to do to be able to sustain my life <laughs> um also just breathing and enunciation has never been my strong point I'm from Essex <laughs> it's just not a good thing that works and you so have, I have to um... try very hard for that even now and I imagine I'll have to work at it for a while longer it's very tempting um yeah I mean this is something we we know that we're working on together isn't it sometimes I'll I'll let you know what it sounds like and then say is the word schmanky long long yeah. or something and he'll be like no 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 <laughs> so whatever it was but no it's brilliant uh, yeah obviously we we do want our listeners to understand the words but that said you know that these influence these people you're influenced by sometimes their diction isn't the best in the world and they're they're able to get the message across and a lot of American singers will have um, different vowels and things. But you do have an American parent, right? Yes. 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 A very, very American parent. Not like bad American like some of them are, but the <laughs> not, accent not a Trump and the worshiper. music taste. It's very American. Yeah. Here's a question for you then. So I'm asking about people about their light bulb moments and, you know, more so I suppose working on their own voices but also, I think what I'd like to ask you about this more so is from the performance angle. If, if there's a young person listening now who is starting to write their own music and they want to get out on the scene and go out and do some busking or get some gigs, in those experiences, what have you learned that, that might be helpful for them to know? Oh, this is difficult. Um, I mean, I've just trust yourself. Just you know what you're writing and what the intent of your music is just trust yourself to get it out there like even if you think going for a certain note on vocal could be shaky if it's the kind of thing where you're like this song needs this moment where at least try like just try and trust yourself that's what I try and do it's a bit hypocritical because <laughs> there's often times I'll be like nope you're gonna step away from the microphone but um yeah there's no unless you're like Jimi Hendrix covering Bob Dylan no one is gonna play the songs you write with your intent as well as you are and that was kind of I never liked myself as a singer or a performer a guitarist a songwriter but it's what I have to do for myself so it's got to be out there like just trusting it yeah that's a that's really good advice Jen actually because you you do you like I said to um to the class last week you're an expert at being you and you and and that's that's very eloquently put about the songwriting if you're writing a song and you know your message and you want to get it out there then you're right no one's going to sing it better than you can aren't they at that point because they don't know what your intention is so that's really good advice thank you here's a question then um I think you've actually you may have already answered this one I'm going to ask it again what have you found most valuable in caring for your own voice? Is that the T? The T. Yeah. The T, definitely. Um, like, it sucks because I go to a lot of live concerts of bands I really like, but I try not to have lost my voice by the time the 
like main act has come on because that used to happen a lot like I used to be a very big screamer at concerts and now I try to tone it down yeah excitement who knows (laughs) what does your voice mean to you that well uh on a musician level it means a lot to me because it's like a vehicle for me to be able to put my music out there have people listen to what I not like need to say because sometimes I'm like oh am I really playing this song in this set this is going to be a bit of a drag but um like just yeah it's difficult um as my as a musician with my voice I'm trying to get more confident in it but it always kind of came like last place in terms of like priorities because I saw myself as a songwriter like guitarist producer performer all before I ever considered myself a singer but then like now I'm looking and I'm like I can't be all these things as well as I want to without the fact that I am a singer I've got to just own it like I think I I think as a like woman who's not come from a musical theatre background as well kind of wanting to own the fact that I'm a singer because there can be a lot of shame with that if you're trying and like like me trying to go into like rock or anything that's kind of a male dominated um genre or industry because it all is um but it's just harder there's a lot more pressure to have like a certain perfect voice and I just never had that but it's trying to be content with the fact that I think I'm skilled enough in the other stuff to get away with the voice I have. Well, I think the voice you have is 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 in development, and it's as it will be for most eighteen year olds. It's you you may be still on a. Do you know what? I'm in my forties. I'm still on a journey. There's lots yeah. of people that are older than me that are still on a journey. We're never really ever going to get to the point. Maybe if we get, if we ever going to get to the point where every single time we make a sound, it's the exact sound we want and everything's perfect all the time. That's probably the day we're going to die, right? Because it's like, there's always room. Um, And we're not machines, you know, we're not supposed to sound like machines or just um, sing perfectly. You know, it's almost like for me, the beauty is sometimes in the imperfection. The beauty is in the expression. And if it's heightened emotion, that's often can go a bit off pitch sometimes or whatever, because it's heightened um, and we're very forgiving of other artists, aren't we? I mean, if you think about loving Bruce Springsteen, he, he doesn't always sing with the, the most pitch control in the world, does he? But you forgive him because he does it Not with such, all. yeah, he does it with such authenticity and, and you believe him and he, he wants to give and, and that's what we take as the listener. So, Yeah, he's definitely a big inspiration for me vocally because I grew up on him and I don't think my voice would be what it is without listening to that like a raw emotion Mm. that he's like just screaming like it's just incoherent screaming in a New Jersey accent and (laughs) I love it and so there'll be times where I'm like looking back at videos of myself playing and being like where in the moment I was like oh I just had a voice crack that's horrible I've ruined the set I'm looking back and I'm like whoa that's actually kind of like a all right moment to have it because it's like a raw moment you want it to sound like something's not going right yes absolutely true yeah I mean I do always say to people I work with you know let's embrace the cracks and the wobbles and the wibbly bits or whatever it is that that you're scared of, if we embrace and, and go through them, then we can do things to come out the other side. It's when people are so fearful of, of this kind of 
I'm going to do this in inverted commas. Obviously, people on the podcast can't see this, but that whole I've gone wrong sensation. Um, if if you if you kind of give yourself permission to be free and have a bit of vocal freedom, um, name of the podcast, dropping it in there. Uh, you know, it, it's an it's a way of um, of having a sort of true expression. Do you think? Yeah, um, it's important. I definitely. I'm never not going to have voice cracks. I have very like 13 year old boy voice. Um, uh, I'm okay with it at this point. Like I used to freeze up in the moment. Like I'd say when I started properly going to like open mics and stuff. So about like 14 to 16, anytime I'd like have a mess up on stage, like it'd give me the most anxiety for like weeks after going into the next gig and the next gig. And it's just kind of like there are things that make me much more anxious now. <laughs> like, yes, like, I... oh, the state of the world, voice cracks don't matter. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> yeah, that's it. When we're going through coronavirus and stuff, and all this is happening, it um, puts it in perspective a little bit, doesn't it? Definitely. <laughs> Brilliant. So I've had a bit actually through through this chat so far. We've had a bit about the voices and well, the the musicians that have inspired you. But yeah, what more, more so about what voices um, inspire you, singing voices inspire you? And and then within that sort of like a twofold question, who could you never tire of listening to? Okay, so first off the bat, both of them, Joni Mitchell, Paul <laughs> Simon, Springsteen, like just a load of the people that just, they do have some of the greatest voices ever and even if they're not like technically perfect voices, they're just like, for me, sonically so nice and pleasing. Um, voices that like helped me kind of grow in what I do. Um, when I was like, okay, this is what my voice is. This is the kind of music I make. Um, I was listening to a lot of like Nina Simone, Janis Joplin, Amy Winehouse, Tracy Chapman, Christy Hind, like just a load of these women who had great vocals um and like just should be appreciated as much as they are more than they are just I have a weird vocal they all were considered to have weird vocals and they worked them perfectly yeah absolutely I mean I'm, I'm not going to call your vocal weird but I would I would say embrace what's different about you you know embrace the differences and um you know who who's to say what's aesthetically perfect or better or or deserving I think we we can get a bit too um I guess you know when, when the light shines on someone that does something that's vocally very acrobatic so we look at maybe someone like Mariah Carey or Celine Dion or Whitney Houston when those voices were out when I was young in my formative years um I was like wow because you just saw what the human voice was capable of doing but it didn't necessarily mean I really loved that style of music. So, and obviously that style of singing suits those styles of music. Um, but the sort of music you're into, that's very different um, with the sort of, the, t the style of singing is very different. And you're the, the singer songwriter, you know, acoustic yeah. guitar or, or, or raw band or rock band. Um, they don't seem to have vocalists that, that are along that line of vocal acrobatics. It's more about that yeah. honest message isn't it getting that honest message across of what it is you're trying to say whether that's something about life being a bit messy or life being um brilliant or whatever it is it's done I don't know would you say perhaps with more poetry than acrobatics yeah I think because 
more than anything, I'm a songwriter, a lyricist, a guitarist. I tend to go to the music that is very like lyri lyrically strong. Like I do tend to go for these like very profound, prolific songwriters. But then you learn so much from their vocals because they're people like me who didn't focus on their vocals but it still worked well. Like the fact that a vocalist was like the fourth thing Joni Mitchell was, is, is like the most insane thing to me because it still sounded so perfect. So I, yeah, I just went for the people that it's not just about their vocals, but their vocals work so well because of that reason. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, all round musicians as well as um, singers. In fact, most of the, the singers that I'm drawn most to um, who I could just listen to tirelessly, you know, literally could just have album after album. Uh, they don't tend to have the most pretty voices, but they have for some they have some ingredient that means um, I won't tire of the honesty and the sort of emotion in the sound, um, which doesn't have to be over a five octave range. You know, it can just be over a very smaller range, but as long as it's um, it's sort of being sang as if it's truthful, you know, as if it's being meant and felt. Um, is more important than the uh, the range, I think. Yeah. We agree on that, don't we? That's brilliant. So I think it'd be really lovely for our Vocal Freedom Podcast listeners to get an idea of what your music is about, Jen. So why don't you introduce one of your songs that we're going to play and let everybody know what it's about? Okay, uh, this is called Heaven to Me. I wrote it like February 2019. I had just dropped out of a college, had a big moment that wasn't a fun one. And I was listening to a lot of Hosier, um, Ella Fitzgerald, Etta James. I was like, I just want to write like a sexy, bluesy, jazzy song. I'm just like really done with being sad. So I'm going to just write a song that's fun for me. And like the darkness of it was like, it helped a lot because right before that I'd gone through a phase of, of like I'm going to write happy music and that caused me a bit of an identity crisis. <laughs> so this song brought me back out of that and yeah kick-started me writing again after like a six-month long break. That's amazing so Heaven to Me is the title of the track um, and what would you say that the the song is about? Just like something not being great and you just kind of love it anyway like it's kind of put through the lens of like a toxic relationship um just because that's kind of the easiest thing for people to process in terms of like just the meaning of the song being like I am obsessed and addicted to something so dark but I will take that because I want it anyway like the way you move through the darkness Yearning to be free Oh, so fierce and so harmless Wreaking havoc over me Oh, but I love it when you dance As if the world could hardly see Things I'd do to take a chance Leave this world obsolete The way it moves through the darkness So nobody can bear to see This love is a monster 
was heaven to me by jen irving where can people get hold of that uh spotify apple music deezer just type in jen irving and it should come up right there amazing so we're going to play a second song and this one's a bit different from heaven to me and this is called gift from god uh i know it seems very much like the continuation of the biblical thing that was kind of a purpose thing so i use imagery a lot in my music and kind of the EP that both of these tracks in a few months are going to appear on um it's kind of like it's kind of a biblical time we're living in like this is old testament (laughs) stuff going on so it kind of worked out that that came together but um gift from god it's kind of a happier upbeat song through the lens of like being really depressed so where the other one was kind of this like I will be optimistic about a darkness and this really like there's a B7 in that song so it's like a fun sexy bluesy song whereas Gift from God is very like straightforward soft rock like it's just unapologetically cheesy and predictable (laughs) and I love it for it it's so much fun to play live And uh... 
brilliant. Okay, so um, yeah, so where can people find you on social media? Um, on everything: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud. I'm all at Jenna Ovington. Um, G E N I R V I N G. Number new num- numeric then uh, ten. I'm not good at speaking. It's ten. <laughs> um, so yeah, just at Jenna Ovington on everything. Um, yeah, no, that's really that's really I helpful. Get up to some fun stuff online. My last question is. What does vocal freedom mean to Jenna Irving? Like being scared of being a vocalist is something that held me back in being a vocalist for very long. I was like, I don't want to get too into this. I don't like for for so long. My mum was like, Jen, please get lessons. It's pitchy. And I was like, no, because I'm not a vocalist. I don't care. And it's like, it's okay to care. It's cool to care about things. I care about my voice and my vocal health because I want to be making music for as long as I can and this is the way I I'm doing it so this got to mean something yeah that's amazing that's really lovely thank you thank you very much for joining me Jen and I hope you've enjoyed the interview and um you know people will come and look for you yes thank you for having me you're very welcome okay thank you for joining me on the vocal freedom podcast I hope you've enjoyed the episode and we'll move into your day with a bit more vocal freedom, feeling that you can express using your voice and let the world hear what you have to say. Visit colchestervoiceacademy.com forward slash podcast. Sign up to be kept informed as new episodes are published and consider joining our online community. Membership to this will allow you to post questions to our guests link you to show notes, social media links, and entitle you to exclusive offers from our guests. See you next time.